This is Yemen News. I'm Alex Williams. Today we have the pleasure of having Khaled Kuwaiti with us. He's a Yemeni professional boxer and has been fighting professionally for over three years and has a 6-0 record in his professional bouts with three knockouts under his belt. His parents were born and raised in Yemen and they raised Khaled in a way that he grew up loving his Yemeni community and culture. Motivated by the resilience of the Yemeni people who have lived for five years through the world's worst humanitarian crisis, Khaled says Yemenis have the heart of a lion and seeks to use his boxing career to represent Yemenis inside Yemen who can't represent themselves. All right, well, welcome to the podcast, Khaled. Uh, it's great to have you with us today. Welcome. Thank you, I appreciate welcome. it. Well, first of all, tell me, tell me about your connection with Yemen. Uh, I think uh, people want to know first, you know, what's your connection with Yemen? So I'm of Yemeni descent. My parents were born and raised in Yemen. And I have, I've, I've grew up with a strong Yemeni culture and I'm very like, I'm a very proud Yemeni. Um, I love and I support my people and, you know, like I'm just trying to be a, an example for many other Yemenis out there to let them know that we can, we can do anything we put our mind to. Yeah, that's and, great. Yeah. That's great. I mean, you're, you're. Your boxer, but I think a lot of people want to know, like, how did you start boxing? I mean, is, is it in the family or was it other? How did you start? I started boxing at the age of nine. Um, my family, they were always big boxing fans. They used to watch boxing on like, TV and stuff. And I grew up just watching boxing in the house. And it's something that I was interested in that I wanted to do. And I felt like that I would be really good at. So. My dad, he he wasn't too supportive of me going to the gym and boxing. He he didn't like that it was a dangerous sport. But my uncle had took me to the gym without my dad's permission. And we were going there for like half of the summer without his permission until I had my first match coming up. <laughs> and we, we, we told him that I had my first match coming up. And like he saw that I did really well. And ever since then, he was supporting me. He was like, wow. if this is what you want to do, go ahead. That's funny. So you were kind of like keeping that from your dad. That's funny. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I know you say, you know, you've got on some of your Instagram, it says pure gold. What does pure gold right. mean? What, what does that mean? Does that mean something? So pure gold was a name, a nickname that I was given. Well, it wasn't originally a nickname. It was in 2013, the Golden Gloves. Um, in the quarterfinals, I had beat the previous year golden glove champion so after i beat him they they wrote an article on me in the newspaper in the daily newspaper uh-huh. and the title the title of the article was brooklyn twacy pure gold so okay. ever since then i just went by pure gold cool that's cool well i know in some of your pictures i saw you wearing the yemeni flag you know on your right. back and even you're wearing the mushedda the headscarf i mean right with the Yemeni people and what they're going through and their resilience, is that something that inspires you? Absolutely. Um, like, as we all know, like Yemen is going through a crisis right now. And that's something that like really motivates me because I'm in a position that millions of people will, will like die to be in. So I, I want to represent these people that can't, that don't have the opportunity to represent themselves, you know, and right. try to make the best of it and give them like 
inspiration and hopefully like if I could change one person's life, you know, that, that, that means I did everything that I was supposed to do. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, you know, there's such a clear connection because Yemenis are fighters, you know, and that's, you know, that's what's really going on when you're in the right. I mean, right. you know, you, I know that you've had some mentors. Um, who are some of the mentors you've had over the years that kind of have taken you, you know, like under the under their wing? Um. So basically, I, I, I train with Saddam Ali. Like we're we're in the gym all all the time together. He definitely gives me great advice. Amir Khan, great guy, gives me great advice. You know, he all these guys just just pass pass on their wisdom to me and their knowledge and and. And I just try to soak everything up. Yeah. I mean, I know that Yemeni boxers have gained, you know, some international fame over the years. Um, right. Can you share with the listeners about some Yemeni boxers? Maybe we don't, the typical people don't know about who have gained some international recognition. Right. So, um, so Saddam Ali, as I mentioned, is one. He was a world champion and a, 2008 Olympian. Um, also, we have the Yafi'i brothers. There's three of them, and they're they're located in the UK. And okay. one of them is actually going to the Olympics. I, th- I believe it's the second time qualifying for the Olympics. Wow. And the other ones, I believe, are are world champions. Um, so a lot of people don't know about these guys, but like, well, they're not very like big mouth people so it, sometimes when you're not like really loud and outspoken you don't really get the recognition that you deserve but yeah. these are just some Yemeni fighters and I just try to put on for Yemen everything I do is for my country because they're slept on you know a lot of people don't even know what's going on in Yemen a lot of people don't so I just try to bring that to light and try to like ride with it yeah I mean that's great I mean I definitely you know, there's a lot of people I interview that, you know, it's, it's, I'm always amazed of how many uh, Yemenis are out there in both sports and in other areas and they're doing right. amazing things and people just don't know about it. What do you think, what do you think that, you know, attracts Yemenis to boxing? Is there something you think that attracts them to that more than other sports? Um, I have no clue. As Yemenis, we're, we're, we're just pure fighters. Like, we're strong individuals. We have hearts of a lion. So boxing is something that I feel like they would just gravitate towards. And also, Prince Nassim was a big inspiration to many Yemenis. He 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 shocked the world on like many different levels. Not just not just in Yemeni eyes, but like he changed he, he gave a whole different perspective in the sport of boxing. And he made it like he made it seem very entertaining, you know? So a lot of Yemenis are definitely into boxing. One reason because of him, and just the uh, fighter's instinct, you know. Right. Well, your your pro debut was, uh, I think, on in February 2017. So you've been fighting for, been boxing for three years. Why did you decide to go pro then? I've been boxing since I was nine years old, and um, in 2016, I tried to qualify for the Olympics. Um, I lost in the Olympic trials. I was ranked number two in the country. Um, and after that, like, 
I just decided to to make my transition to go as a professional and and God willing get a world title. Right. Yeah. Well, I know that you dedicated one of your fights to your brother Hamza Al Jahmi. Uh, he passed away yes, in Allah 2016 from brain trauma. How do you deal with that? With the risk of brain trauma, kind of associated with the sport of boxing. How, how do you deal with that? Um, I just I just tried my best. First and foremost, keep my faith in Allah. Always keep my faith in Allah, and I just try to try my best to like move my head and just be smart in the ring and not take unnecessary punishment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, what is it that, what would you say is one of the things that motivates you? Like when you're, what drives you in the training or what, what gets you going? Well, just knowing that there's millions of people starving and my country is in a bad position right now. Like that's enough motivation for me to, to get up every day and work off my dreams and, and, and try to be, uh, and just try to give back on whatever level I can and, and give these people inspiration and hope and and be the best I could be. Right. Well, I mean, tell me a little bit about your kind of your ritual before you go out in a fight. I mean, I know you saying you say that, you know, you know, you're you're holding on to your faith. But what is your kind of ritual that you do before a fight? I think a lot of people are interested in that. Like what goes on? Um, how, how, how long before a fight? I don't know. I mean, Phil, you can tell me what, you know, what you think, uh, might be the most interesting, but I think people, you know, are interested in like, what, what do you do before a fight? Maybe the night before, uh, what's going on? Um, I just try to honestly stay normal and just have my normal pattern, whatever I do. You know, I, I normally, what I normally do is of course pray, um, I watch some boxing fights. I might, I love watching like comedy shows and movies and stuff like that. So I just try to be myself and just try to keep it natural because if you think too much about it, it's just going to affect the way it's just, you're just going to hurt yourself. You're going to, you're going to end up being more nervous than you should be. You're going to be thinking about it a lot more. It's going to be nerve wracking. So I just try to stay natural, stay cool and just relax and get the rest right before my fight, pray. And I know that I put in the work in the gym and everything is in God's hands. Yeah. I mean, you say that, you know, one thing you say, I've heard you say is, you know, you're just trying to feed my people. What do you, what do you mean by that? Um, I'm just, I'm just trying to put Yemen in a better position. I'm trying to, I know that a whole bunch, Yemenis have so much potential and the position that they're in right now, this potential isn't able to to be out there. It's not exposed. They have no exposure or anything like that. So I feel like with everybody's help, not just me, that we could help Yemen be in a better position and and hopefully inshallah one day they their their potential and talent can be shown to the world. Yeah, absolutely. I know you recently raised, you were part of raising, I think it was $150,000 for Yemen. Tell, yes. me, tell me about that initiative. I thought that was pretty cool. So I was invited to um, a hike on Camelback Mountain and the cause was for Yemen, to help Yemen. 
and it was a great experience. Like we were notified that this is what people did in Yemen just to get leaves from the top of the mountains to feed their children. Mm-hmm. So we went on that hike to just have a feeling of what they go through. And the hike was pretty hard. It was it was my first time hiking. And I can't just I'm, I can just imagine what they feel like being hungry and being able to do that. Like I was on a full stomach. I was good, you know. I'm healthy. I'm not malnourished like like yeah. a lot of the children in Yemen. And and I still felt it. Now imagine them and what they have to go through. So I'm, I was very grateful and blessed to be a part of the cause. And I'm always looking forward to doing many things like that. Inshallah. So I'm 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 just glad that we were able to raise that amount. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Were there were there yeah. other were there other Yemenis there, or were you the only Yemeni? Um, there were there were a couple of other Yemenis there. So the 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 person that invited me there, his wife was a Yemeni Yemenia, and and she had brought her nephew. So it was only two Yemenis, and it was just a bunch of other people just just helping the cause of Yemen. That's great. That's yeah. That's amazing. I mean, I saw you last fought in April 2020, I think. What are your plans for for this year? You know, what's 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 the next fight? Um, so for this year coronavirus is is making a little making things a little more difficult. Right. So I'm hopefully looking back to getting in the ring around September, probably late August. Okay. And getting back on the track because I was supposed to fight April, but that had got canceled due to coronavirus. Okay. And I'm 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 just staying prepared, staying in shape, staying mentally right, physically, spiritually, everything. So when the opportunity presents itself, I'm already ready for it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I look forward to that. You know, whenever you get a new fight, um, Thank you, man. I think there's going to be a lot of Yemenis waiting to see that. Um, Absolutely. Right. What, what are your goals as a as a boxer? Is there a particular title, or is there something that you know you feel like you want to achieve? So, for every boxer, the the biggest title is the WBC World World Championship title, uh-huh. and that that's definitely my goal. I, I definitely need that green and gold belt, inshallah. And everything is in the glory of Allah with Yemen, with this, the love of Yemen. So I'm just I'm just gonna attack my dreams and keep fighting for what I believe. Yeah, that's great. What's your what's uh, your current record is uh six and oh three knockouts. Six and oh and three knockouts. Well we hope it yes. it continues. Let me ask yeah. you one last question before I let you go. You know, there's all these Yemenis inside the country. I don't have to tell you what they're going through. You know it more than anybody. But right. what would you say, what's your message to the Yemeni youth right now inside of Yemen? My message is to continue to be strong, to continue to keep your faith in Allah, and things will be better soon, inshallah. Just just keep working on whatever your heart desires and what you feel like you can, whatever your dreams are, and God willing, these dreams will come true one day. Well, I think that's great. Thank you, Khaled uh, Tuwaiti. Uh, you know, I think 
it's good. Your 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 message is going to be inspirational, just like others have been inspiration to you. And you can fight for those that can't fight. So I mean, I think that's great. Right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to speak about something I'm very passionate about. Thank you, Khaled. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Khaled said, I'm in a position that millions of people would die to be in. With millions of Yemenis facing starvation in Yemen, probably most of us listening to him today can say the same thing when we consider our own lives. We're in a position that millions of people would die to be in. Khaled also said, with everybody's help, not just me, we can help Yemenis be in a better position. The thought of millions of Yemenis starving can be overwhelming. But let's all take time to consider what we can do with the position we have to change even one Yemeni life. Khaled said, if I can change one person's life, that means I did everything I was supposed to do. As one person, we may not be able to change millions of lives, but if we all resolve to change at least one life, we can make a great impact together. Thank you for being on the podcast today with me. I'm Alex Williams, and this is Yemen News.